We're here with Ricky Simmons, the voice of Gurr from Invader Zim. Hello, how you doing? You're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Woo! They steal from you and leave you in an alley, and then you wake up a few days later and you're covered in bees. But it's all good. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye by Saturday night. Well, unless it's morning, good evening, and welcome to yet another Area 51 recording of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. The only podcast to guarantee that if you listen, you hear stuff. This week in episode 445, 445? Seriously? Oh, my <laughs> God. We expect to hear stuff. So let's see how that works out. Tonight, because we're still in the midst of a pandemonium pandemic uh, and the need for social distancing and the clogging of the inner tubes has the whole world on the web, it's difficult to get a solid signal. So we're using a paired back cast and hoping for the best. And if we don't get the best, we get what we get. And that's what's going to happen in the area broadcast facility tonight. It's just Captain Cam and myself. So, uh, Cam, you got your Mary Tyler Moore squeezed all with you tonight? I do. I do. It, 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 she, uh, she's all set. I've even replaced the batteries in the back so that, you know, she can, <laughs> oh, she can get all God. the proper noises, you know. Oh, thank God. I do not want to hear, oh, Rob, in the middle of the show anymore. I'm really getting tired of that. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll move her off mic. There we thank go. Thank you, for God's sake. I'm not <laughs> Um, we get lucky every once in a while. We get lucky more often than most podcasts do in that we get to talk to people we really, really like. Uh, actually, it's, it's okay. Here's, here's a secret for podcasters out there. If you're going to do a podcast, don't talk to people you don't like. <laughs> That's a really dumb idea. And you get you end up with these podcasts where it's like annoying, and you end up yelling and being nasty and mean, and and, and it's no damn fun for anyone. Um, and yet you've kept me on the podcast this long, dope. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, well, as long as you're sedated, things seem to be fine. But well, true. In this particular case, I kind of wasn't talking about you. So <laughs> I don't know how many years ago that it was, but uh, I was stumbling through uh, Artist Alley at Granite Con, and I came across a, a pair of lovely young ladies who had just opened their own publishing company, and and one of them happened to be this this young lady who wrote these amazing stories and her name was V.S. Holmes 
and she handed me a book to read and she said, I've created this character. Let me know what you think. And I fell in love with her character. The character's name was Nell Bentley. Now this was God, six years ago, V was this? M- must have been. I mean, it was it was twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, maybe. I think. Oh my Lord. Yep. Six seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know you. You didn't know me. I handed you a stupid card with my stupid <laughs> little caricature on it. You handed you handed me your first book, and and and. It, it's a book about a, a, a gay archaeologist, and I'm going, what is this? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, okay, this, there's, and as I recall, and correct me if I'm wrong or don't, it's up to you, but <laughs> we, I stood there and we must have talked for, I don't know, felt like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Just about, you you're, you actually are an archaeologist, or yes. were. Uh, I don't know if you... I mean, yes, pandemic, question mark. <laughs> uh. Obviously, you, you're working out of somebody's basement at the moment because you're, or something, but you you were, at the time, a working archaeologist. And at the same time, becoming a science fiction writer mm-hmm. and found this character um, that started to annoy me in the most wonderful ways. (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) Um, Nell, Dr. Nell Bentley, the character of your series, which is now in its third volume of, of of books Mm -hmm. and about to go into book four is not a series to be taken lightly. It it is smart. <laughs> I said a series to be taken lightly and series said no Bentley. I swear <laughs> to God, did you did you just hear it go ding ding? It just <laughs> Siri has been listening in this uh, uh, the the Illuminati is getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, after strangers, we all know how how dangerous sound can be, so be yeah. careful what she's listening to there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> it's hard to for me to. Think of Nell Bentley without thinking of you, 
because the character over the past six years that has grown through the Star's Edge series, Nell Bentley, has become more and more like V, and V has become so much more uh, self-assured and, 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 oh gosh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't even know exactly how to put it into words, but so self-aware of uh, her own uh, abilities it's and it's it's been it's been great fun to both know you as a writer know and know you i hope as a friend as well and 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 watch this series blossom out uh and there was no question in there <laughs> there wasn't a goddamn question in that whole thing <laughs> Well, I'm I'm so touched. I it's been really neat to have people who I who I connected with through the series, you know, instead of, you know, I, I have friends and family who who are into it, um, but they they knew me outside of it. And so being able to connect with people through the series and have them get to know me and get to know my characters and the weird ways my mind works <laughs> um you know it's it's sort of the, the point i think um and i think it's something that that a lot of authors maybe maybe that's not their their definition of success but for me that's a huge part of it and so it's just been so wonderful to be able to keep connecting with you guys through through Nell and just science fiction as as a genre too and it's been tough this year because of social distancing and the pandemic mm -hmm. that we can't see each other we can't get together we can't go to these conventions and and sit and talk and and have coffee together and discuss characters and discuss books and discuss ideas and and do these things that i frankly have missed the hell out of this year more than you can imagine yeah yeah, I think it's it's really shining a light on how important found families are to all of us. You know, it's it's something that we gravitate towards in fiction a lot, but you know, it's also pretty easy to take for granted your community. And I've just been so happy that I already had built a small community on online and through podcasts and you know through through the con scene, but now virtually, uh, just because it's. It's life-saving, literally life-saving. As life-saving for us as it is for you, you have no idea. I'm glad. Truly I'm glad I can have help. no idea. <laughs> Pay it back. So talk to us. For, talk to the person who's never met Nell Bentley about who she is. There's Buckle a top. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nell 
never thinks before she acts, um, though, though she like to think she does. Um, and you know, she's as passionate as she is hot tempered, um, and tries really hard to do well. Um, but sometimes can't get out of her own way. <laughs> um, she's, she's impatient. Um, also something she's working on. And uh, this just sounds like I'm talking in third person here. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, and, and I really hope that uh, you, you don't mind some foul language because there's, there's plenty of that. Um, what's, what's funny, one, one of my favorite bad reviews that I got, because um, I think a lot of us have our pet bad reviews. Um, someone was complaining about how nasty Nell was and her language and her, her life choices, um, how, you know, how that was just so, so bad. And their critique ended with, it's, it's too bad because the author seems so nice online. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> and, and I realize I, I have to start swearing more on Twitter because people are going <laughs> to um so so i did put up a good facade you (laughs) truly do um but yeah she's she's foul-mouthed and foul-tempered and really really tries hard to do the the best she can um with the fairly limited resources that she's given um depending on on the project that she's on or or the planet that she's on The one (laughs) that I have, and don't hate me for this. Oh, no. Is that there is just no way to pick up these books out of order. (laughs) You can't do it. Well, I had someone read the one out of, like, first before any of the other ones. And I, I was biting my nails, just like, oh boy, because there's a lot. There's a lot that that happens in the first two. And I, I guess he, he did fine. Either he, he I, I think he picked up on some of the callbacks and stuff, but he was like, you know what? I I enjoyed it well enough, but now I'm going to go back and read the other two. And I'm like, yeah, there's there's some big spoilers there. I don't know if some of those, you, those moments you, are going to pay off. Yeah, <laughs> you missed a crap load. Oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, because I'm sitting here and <clears throat> uh, I'm reading Strangers. Now, I will admit to you, I read it in a day. Because I like to be able to just bring it all in at once mm-hmm. yeah and when i'm able to do that i'm also able to have the other two books sitting there on <laughs> on the computer with me as well mm-hmm. which is wonderful you can flip back me. yeah and i'm sitting there and i'm going okay I see this i can see this i can see this i can see this and then of course i've got cam on chat so i'm saying did you notice this did you notice that <laughs> Yep, that's that happened. <laughs> we, we, we did that this morning for an hour, and we did that this afternoon for another half an hour. And the worst part oh. was I was already about five or six chapters ahead of him, so I had to keep going, oh, wait a minute, I can't tell you that part yet. It's going to completely <laughs> spoil the next few pages. So, yes, it was an amusing conversation. 
And this will this will be a no spoiler interview, so that there, there will be no there there will be no ending giveaway on this mother, uh, <laughs> because if anybody has read anything by V, you should know that at the end of each book you get slapped in the face with a carp. <laughs> I'm a tease. I'm sorry. <laughs> we can live with it. Uh and it, it's her way of saying, now you have to read more. <laughs> and uh, wait two years to do so. <laughs> <laughs> and the beauty of it is, uh, it's, it's, it's a great way to do it, number one. But it's, it's beautifully done. I mean, there are crappy hooks. And there are crappy ways of doing it. And there are really, really, really sexy, smart, beautiful, uh, 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 oh, God, almost seductive ways of doing it. <laughs> and this one, this last one, I got to it and I just went, oh. <laughs> I still prefer my term for it, though. Evil. That was an Eve. Thank you. Yes, she's already heard it. Evil. evil. I, I sent it to her in an email. The ending was evil. That's well, why I'm leaving it there. <laughs> what's What's worse, I think, is usually, usually when I finish a book, I have at least a grasp, enough of a grasp to write, you know, the the first chapter, the first scene of the next one, and include it at the end. <laughs> Um, but when Strangers came out, I was madly finishing it um, in Iceland um, and just like racing against deadlines, racing against time zones because um, I, you know, I'd set everything up in a different time zone and just like so frantic that I, I didn't even have a chance to do that. And usually that's that's my like consolation prize. Like, so sorry that you have to deal with the cliffhanger for over a year, but but here's your here's your cookie. <laughs> there was no cookie. So. <laughs> what got you into science fiction in the first place? My dad. Um, he was a huge huge sci-fi fan, um, and Contact, and Interstellar, and Cosmos. You know those those were like our our heart films. Um, yeah. I I wasn't allowed really to watch much TV at all um, or or films as a kid, but every Sunday we were watching Cosmos and Nova and Nature, and nice. I was just so fascinated by the the how and the why of things um, that I just it, it was really science first actually, and then because I was was still you know a kid with with naivete and, and innocence I, w I wanted to think about well what if and and where are we going and of course the sort of the, the natural progression of that if you're a science kid is science fiction it is yeah I agree yeah. with that 100 percent yeah and I mean that's that's why I do archaeology too is the what what the heck were we doing how how did we get from that to here and Dear God, where did we go wrong? <laughs> what does 
and I'm going to ask this and may not get an answer that I want to hear. <laughs> what does Major Tom 7-9-er actually mean? It's just a, it's, it's mostly just a reference. Um, Major Tom to, of course, the song um, to 2001 A Space Odyssey, which, you know, was, was the, basically the song. Um, it was it was really just um, just that I like including little nods. Um, you just you just you just threw a David Bowie reference in there for no reason. For for no reason for fun for fun. Okay. Um, and and also as you know, sort of a a pointed nod at well spoilers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> at the um, the sheer magnitude of the things that we probably don't understand, um, and what what we know of, like our you know our our physical beings and the limitations of those, um, and that was sort of a, a nod to the end of two thousand and one, um, and and maybe maybe a little maybe a little hint. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's as much of an answer as, as you're going to get from me right now. <laughs> uh, but it definitely it started out as, as purely a reference. Then I'm like, well, wait, let, how, how can we play this up? So. so basically, you're not going to settle the argument between Dome and I that we had before we started talking to you. Okay, I mean, I, I, might, I might off air. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, good, good, good. <laughs> So I'd like to just jump back to something else you were talking about, the science, mm -hmm. um, because this book, A, Nell is such a fantastic character and just, you know, you read, read, need to read it for her and for Lynn and for just all the other characters that you introduce. But one of the fun things I like was running into Phil. Yes. The Centicomp. I love Phil. I love Phil so much. <laughs> oh, I, love Phil. I love Phil to death. I, I, I love <clears throat> Phil to death. Yes. And, I just can you talk about it, how some of the science you included here because a lot of it is really good stuff you know it's like the idea of cryo sleep or I think is what you said and the, the fact that they 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 measured their lifespans in circadial years you mm -hmm. know for how long they were awake you know is this it's just you know you know and you know how the centicomps came into being you know how did you create those where where did you pull some of this science into into the science fiction well, a lot of, a lot of, okay, so, so my background, my, my educational background is in biology and, and human evolution. And um, I have a deep fascination with consciousness and what it means to be conscious and what it means to be unconscious and what it means to be dead and where those things overlap. Um, so I kind of wanted to explore the idea of AI being good, but not a replacement for actual human innovation, which is, you know, is, that's that's not a new concept. So many sci-fi authors have, have explored that. Um, but I kind of wanted to explore it in a bit of a grosser, visceral way. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Um, and actually, the, the idea of Phil, um, he wasn't originally, and none of the Centicomps were in Nell, um, they were in a different sci-fi novel that was a standalone. And 
I was just sort of excited to explore that. And then as I was writing Strangers, um, you know, there, there are all these scenes where she's talking to the computer that's running the space station and running, running the ships. And I realized like, oh, oh, sentience, you know, oh, Phil. And um, so, so now that, that side sci-fi novel is eventually going to be written in, in the Nell Bentley universe, just, you know, not, not directly in her, her arc. Um, But yeah, I just, I, I love the idea of conscious computers and superhuman intelligence. Um, You know, and it's something that, that I also explore with my fantasy as far as like um, godly powers and with, you know, trapped in these sort of human bodies and, and human psyches. Yeah, no, I, I, that's something because one of the great moments is when, and I don't want to give away too much about what Phil is because I want the readers to read that part, but he mm-hmm. has this wonderful conversation with Nell about what does it really mean to be human? And he mm-hmm. asks her those questions, and I'm reading that section, and I'm thinking, this is really cool stuff. You have an AI, I mean, technically an AI, you know, mm-hmm. asking her, you know, am I human? Are you, you know, obviously yeah. you are human, but am I human? Do I, you know, do I fit the mold? And when, it's just well, a, that's, but there's, but there's, 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 there's no obviously there. Am I more human than you? Are you more human than I? Is <laughs> actually what's being asked there. Yep. And there's, there's, there's levels of ethics being bounced around in this one. Uh, not just between different levels, okay, yes, between different levels of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at one point, I forget who she's talking to, uh, where she says, uh, remember what you said about using anger to drive me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you she's, needed something to fight to- to Zach, um, the the psychologist, who's actually based on a real person. Right. Uh. You you needed something to fight against. I was <laughs> wrong. I didn't needed something, not something, someone. Mm-hmm. And that I thought was one of the most revealing human statements in the book. And I thought that was kind of like, hi, I flipped on a light switch. I let you see something. I'm flipping it off now, and we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, I, I've i had a lot of fun being able to explore Nell from a more clinical perspective, because she's all fire and passion and emotion, even though she likes to pretend she doesn't have any. <laughs> and... Zach is a really fun way for me to kind of pull back and also talk to the reader and to myself on a lot of the conversations she has with him, our conversations that I had with the the Zach in my life and just sort of reframing that because I feel like if someone can pick up the book and and see facets of themselves in Nell they they might need a roadmap out because <laughs> like god knows i did and still do <laughs> um so yeah i i was sort of hoping i mean I'm, I'm i knew that you would 
would pick up on those questions, both of you. But I'm enjoying continuing to ask questions like that and maybe not answer them all because I think everyone, every reader is going to bring a different answer uh, to, to the, it. The joy is not in the answers. Yes. The joy <laughs> is in finding the questions. Mm-hmm. And I've watched, I've, t- I've told you over and over again how much I love the character of Nell Bentley because she's not a static character. She's not <clears throat> a series of, of Lego blocks. <laughs> she, she is a constantly evolving, bright uh, um, intelligent impulsive <laughs> aggressive and yet uh, uh also very sensitive human being all the characters that make a human being a human being and she wears it all out for everyone to see she doesn't leave anything on the table mm-hmm. and she's gotten more and more complex in every one of these books so tell me everything that happens in book four. <laughs> uh, let's see. Cliff notes. Um, trains. There's there's trains. There's murder. There's mass graves. Uh, <laughs> um, there's there's some clues. There's some some photographs. Um, there's a cave. There's there's lots no, of bombs. Don't you start with there's a cave, young lady. <laughs> There's and this is why I and this is why I said she's evil. That's what, that, that, that ending is evil. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's your cliff notes. <laughs> and of course, there's there's swears and and some beer and sex because it's Nell, and you can't have most of those things without without having Nell. So well, you know, and it's funny too because. She's she's a sexual being, mm-hmm. and she swears, and she hits things, and <laughs> she 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 throws things, and sometimes she's violently inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, name one person you know that never has been. You can't. No, no. Maybe some, some poorly written side characters. <laughs> Exactly. But there aren't real people like that. That's not what real people are. Real people have those levels of complexity within them that are constantly fighting to find that balance. And that's what this whole series comes about. This is Nell Bentley trying to find peace Mm -hmm. in the face of chaos. Yes. You nailed it. No, you nailed it because you wrote (laughs) that line. (laughs) You wrote that line. And the minute I hit that line, I said, there it is. 
And I can't thank you enough for spending half an hour with us. Oh, always. always, always. <laughs> <laughs> and to come back when book four is done yes. and to come back when you've got something new. Always. <laughs> and, and you're always welcome to come back just to say hi. Oh, yes. Yeah, we we need that. We need that now more than more than ever. More than ever. Mm-hmm. Our guest tonight has been the wonderful, fun, exciting, tremendously talented author, V.S. Holmes. The Nell Bentley series of books, books one, two, and three are available now. Book four is coming out shortly. You miss it. You're an idiot. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. <laughs> Thank you so much, V. Thank you so much for, for having me. And I just, I can't wait to, to talk again. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Con, Plastic City Comic Con, and the Upper Valley Comic Expo. We are also sponsored by Dreamforge Magazine, a superb magazine of fantasy and science fiction, and Comic Art House. Visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And if you're looking for a really great gift book for that rapidly approaching semi-annual Fairbanks Melt Day celebration, consider a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is available on Audible, because I'm not sure where else you could find it. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. For more of his amazing stuff, just look at robwattsonline.com. And don't forget to try the Watt sauce we have. We love it. Our outro was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. You can find Lawrence Made Me Cry's music on Bandcamp. And a whole lot of love to Jojo and Celine. Many thanks to the gang from his booking books. Thank you, Captain Cam. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie shared pain as lessons, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Better things are coming, Stacy. Stay strong, Liz. So, unless it's daytime, good night, everybody. That sounds good. That sounds perfect.